Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope to help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Welcome to another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. We're bringing you another High Impact Man today, folks. Uh, we're bringing Wes Connell. He's known as Drop Thrill uh, in the F3 world. And he's going to talk about uh, how uh, we men struggle with mental issues, mental illness, and what he did about it. So it's another high-impact man is going to come and talk to you about that stuff. Um, my name is Nevin Gorky. I am known as DFib in the gloom with my F3 brothers, and I'm joined by Troy Klinger, known as Dial Up in the F3 gloom. Dial Up, I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. So today, I had I drove about an hour from my house up to where my parents live because I want to go to a bookstore and I wanted to visit with my folks. I had lunch with them before leaving for two weeks on vacation anyway. On the way back, I was listening to an Art of Manliness podcast. And they had some lady on that's uh, uh, an academic who wrote a book about... Self- Manly, about manliness? No. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wrote a book about self-improvement and uh, through history and different cultures, what that's meant and what that, that's looked like, self-improvement stuff. So I was listening to this. And, you know, we're supposed to be in F3. Our mission is to develop virtuous leaders. And she's talking about uh, virtue and uh, the different virtues that have been espoused throughout different cultures and, and things like that. And one of them is controlling your emotions and, you know, that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, on Route Interstate 80, there was a backup of traffic for no good reason. A bunch of trucks just going very slowly. <laughs> and it was a kind of ironic because as she's going on talking about controlling your emotions, I was losing mine yeah. on the highway <laughs> having some road rage today. Traffic has a way of doing that to you. Yeah, especially when there's nobody in the car with me. Then I, I could really let loose. So I, yeah. I, have that. I confess my sins right there. Uh, not a very good virtuous uh, leader. That's why Sunday morning we're heading to the Outer Banks and our plan is to leave at like 2 a.m. to oh, hopefully. Right. So all, all of you in the East Coast who are familiar oh. with Route 95 down from about Baltimore, D, especially D.C. Yeah. area and down. It's a miserable drive. Yeah. So we're hoping to skirt through all that in the middle of the night. Yeah. It's a three-lane no highway where you could literally creep along for two states and there's no construction. There's no accident. It makes no sense. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. We'll see how it goes. All right. First time doing it this way. We're trying it. Well, my wife, my family and I did that. I don't know where we were going, either Hilton Head or Myrtle Beach or somewhere. I think we were going to Myrtle. And I had the bright idea of leaving the night before and staying in a hotel right on 95 south of the Beltway, Washington, D.C., and waking up at 5 in the morning so that I could beat everybody out the door and get on 95 south below Washington, D.C. And I still sat in traffic for hours and hours. And so your your mention of the trip going up to your to your parents that also now like answers the mystery and the the thing I've been pondering is why do you have a Mission Barbecue cup that you're drinking out of? Because I went to Mission Barbecue because we don't have one of those around here. So yeah, I don't know where it came from. I I, I probably should because I've read their menu. But anyway, uh, Mission Barbecue is a chain restaurant, right? Barbecue chain. Yeah. Are we going for advertising dollars here? Is that what we're shooting for? This episode of the High Impact Man podcast is brought to you by Mission Barbecue. <laughs> Half Thor's going to be mad because we still haven't advertised for Ford. But anyway, back to Mission Barbecue. Yeah, so I went there for lunch because I love that place. I love their food and uh, I love their brisket. And that's how you rate a barbecue place. But It is good. um, So I went up there and uh, while I was there, a guy who's the commander of whatever, whatever in the Navy 
uh, entered the restaurant and stopped everything and made an announcement to give an award award to whoever the franchise owner of Mission Barbecue is in Wilkesbury. Uh, and they presented this lady with an award because of the work that she had done for the veterans in the area. Because Mission Barbecue is big on supporting right, yeah. uh, the military and veterans and first responders and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool because I was there for yeah. the speech in the middle of the restaurant. Neat. Very cool. Yeah. Mission Barbecue. Yeah, that's, I only eat half my lunch bar, uh, dial up because I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. Before you go on a cruise. The constant battle, yes. <laughs> there's the mental battle and there's the fat battle. And I've got the fat battle. So yeah. anyway... Uh, we're going to bring uh, in our guest now. His West Connell. He is known as Drop Thrill uh, to the F3 Nation. Uh, first of all, Drop Thrill, Drop Thrill, welcome to the High Impact Men podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, you know, we got to ask all the F3 guys, uh, how did you get involved with F3? Who oh, EH'd you? Hold, hold wait, on. We're, wait, gonna, wait, we're, we're not going to make any reference to the fact that he has a Hotmail account and you have an AOL account? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just, uh, it was kind of funny that we, we noticed that on his bio, uh, actually drop thrill pointed out on his bio that how it's kind of interesting that he, he has, has hotmail, which is a little dated, but right. not nearly as dated as AOL. Yeah. So. And, and the, the really sad thing is I didn't really get the, get why he yeah. said that or the reference. And I'm the dial up. So you told right? me, I'm right. dial up. You are dial up. Yeah. yeah. And I got the reference. Yeah. I'm the, whatever's before dial up. You well, AOL was I'm pretty hard. Encyclopedia. But anyway, <laughs> moving on back to, back to, back to the real entertainment and story yes, here. Of course. Drop throw. Sorry about that. So anyway, <laughs> drop throw. How did you get involved with F3? Who EH'd you and how'd you get your name? Uh, so there's uh, about three guilty parties. I won't mention all the names you know, to protect the guilty, but, uh, but I th- it took about three guys to get, actually get me uh, EH and get into F3. Uh, it was 2014, actually. Um, I joined F3 um, and then uh, had a great first year and then uh, had a back injury the next year. And uh, that was when a lot of my mental battle stuff started. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's how it all got started was, uh, 2014, uh, South Charlotte, uh, that region is where I started out. Okay. And how'd you get your name? So I love roller coasters. Uh, they, uh, they threw out Intimidator, which is, a a, a, uh, music park, a roller coaster at, uh, Carowinds, which is our local, amusement park, Dorney park, you know, you guys know Dorney park, don't you? Yeah, yeah. we know Dorney park. Uh, yeah, so it's part of the same chain. So uh, anyway, so they threw out an Intimidator, which sounds really cool and all, and it's like, uh, I knew I'm not going to get that. So anyway, they somehow came up with Drop Thrill because uh, I love roller coasters so much, and that's my hobby. Yeah, that's good. I like that name. Int- Intimidator, that's the one that was named after Dale Earnhardt, right? Exactly, uh, exactly. Got it. But and, that, was too, that was too cool, so they took that away from me. <laughs> and, wow. and you've ridden 371 roller coasters, according to your bio, is that right? That's correct. Yeah, that's and, correct. And so you've been to Dorney Park, but I, I have a question. Have you been to Knoebels Grove? I have been to Knoebels, yes. Yeah. Oh, right. That's, that's cool. right down the road yeah, from that's, our, that's from like where we 20 are. minutes away from where we're at. So you're real close. Oh, nice. Yeah. I could leave the Nand Cave and be there in 20 minutes. I so could what, ride the Phoenix. Yeah, so did you ride the Phoenix and the Twister? I rode both, yes. Okay. Have you been there? Like, how and, recently uh, have you been there? Were, were the flying turns open? I got to ride flying turns. Can you believe it? You did? Of course, I've heard it's down again. Yeah, they, <laughs> but I did get thing, to ride it. I forget how long it took for the flying turns to open. It was like it was like just a ridiculous length of time to the point where I think they were like almost ready to scrap it because they just couldn't get 
couldn't get it down. I think I'm just going to yeah. just disappear for a while while you two Sorry. have your love fest about roller coasters. I cannot believe you know this much <laughs> well, about roller coasters. Well, the flying turns is just awesome because I it's... I never heard of the flying turns. It's the it's the one that's the open shoot. It's not on rails. It's like literally the wooden... It's like a wooden like flume that you just flow in these free-flowing coasters down. It, it's a throwback to like the original roller coasters where they weren't on any type of rail system. They just They just went freely down this... This shoot. Okay. Uh, and it's all made out but of wood. But you knew wood. the Intimidator, some obscure park I'm a, I'm, in North I'm a, Carolina. I'm a NASCAR name. fan, Dale Earnhardt fan, so I knew about <laughs> the Intimidator, man. That's just that's the way I am. Hey, I'm impressed. That's okay. That's okay. So now I, I got to know, staying in this uh, roller coaster theme, is there like a Guinness Book of World Records thing out there for how many roller coasters somebody rode or anything like that? I'm sure there is somebody out there with the the top record, but I don't know who it is. Um, I mean, there, there's there's people I know that have over a thousand coasters in their their lineup. Um, you know, so 371 is not really that impressive compared to some people, but you know, I think it's pretty cool. Are you a member of Ace? I was. And I'll leave that one. <laughs> the American coasters enthusiast. I'm, <laughs> I'm no longer a member. <laughs> what happened? Did you get kicked out? No, I left. <laughs> okay. Was, were there dues they have to pay to no, be part you, of Ace? You get thrown. You get thrown out if you throw up on a roller coaster. I'm, no, I'm, oh. just, I'm, I'm just kidding. I just I'll believe that. you. I just, I I just made that up. I am learning more about dial-up than I ever knew on this podcast. All right. What else do you need to tell me about roller coasters? That's that's all I got right now. Okay, so what's the best roller coaster you're on? The one that you like the most? Uh, so my, my favorite steel coaster is Fury 325, which is actually at Carowinds in Charlotte. And uh, and my favorite uh, wooden coaster is called The Voyage, which is out in Indiana, Santa Claus, Indiana. The Voyage? The Voyage. Okay. Now, why yeah, is it your favorite? Go ahead. Sorry? Why is it your favorite? Uh, it's just insane. It's got three 90-degree bank turns. It's like two and a half, three minutes long. And it's just – and it's uh, – you go out in the, the Indiana woods and just keep going and going. And then you finally turn around and come back. And it's just – it's just insanely intense. Huh. All right. Um, now, what's the – what makes a good roller coaster? I know it's a combination of things. But first of all, there's speed, right? Let's see if I – see if you guys are the roller coaster guys. So tell me if I get this right. There's speed – there's obviously the big hills, yeah. right? There's loop-de-loops, and uh, there's... Not, not on the wooden coasters, is that? Right, not on a wooden <laughs> coaster. But so loop-de-loops, and uh, I guess and I guess length of the ride would be part of that. And then there's like the banks, like the G-Force. Right. So is it all the above, or is there, you know, you got to get to get, be a good coaster. Do you got to get all those in there, or how does that go? Proper balance of negative Gs and positive Gs. Okay. Right. So if you if you come close to passing, also out, we stopped <laughs> we stopped calling them loop de loops about fifty years ago. So well, that's when AOL that. first. What do you <laughs> say? What do you expect from a guy that has an AOL account? <laughs> what do you call them? <laughs> loops or loops. inversions. He still gets a little scared getting on the super duper looper at Hershey Park. Oh, listen, I will tell you this: I am not afraid of roller coasters. <laughs> What I am afraid of are the teacups. Okay, if you spin me sideways, spin around. Yeah, we saw you do the dizzy bat game that right. time. You do, I, right, I some. <laughs> I, Don't I laugh, Spielberg. Handle. You did it too. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot spin around in the teacups. I went in there with my little girl, and I almost threw up. It was terrible. But 
you could take me high and drop me down. You can make me go fast. You take me on banks. I can handle the G-force. Loops, not loop-de-loops. I can handle that. I like that. Um, but, yeah, the teacups, forget it. All right. All right. Yeah. So, did you ever ride? Um, I'm on, I'm gonna. I'm I'm pushing this roller coaster thing as far as I can. Did you? Were you in uh, Disney? Did you go on the the Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster? Yeah. 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 And Where does that rank? That was that was my mom's last roller coaster. She rode before she passed away. Oh. She didn't pass away on the roller coaster, thankfully. So, uh, but anyway, there's there's a long and boring story about that. But. Uh, yeah, so uh, that one's pretty special because that was my mom's last coaster. Oh, so that's got some sentimental value. But other than uh, the sentimental value, where does that rank? Because I think that's pretty cool, the rock and roller coaster. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I always enjoy riding it, but it's not like a top 20 coaster anymore. It doesn't even make the top For me, anyway. So I got a sentimental story about the rock and roller coaster. Okay. So, so Pong, my son, who's now graduating from high school, when he was just a wee lad. A wee lad. We went to Disney. And he wanted to get on the rock and roller coaster so bad. Too short. So bad. He just missed it. Like literally like I knew it. Eighth of an inch. He he wasn't he wasn't getting the he height. Tippy toe a little bit. He, he tried. Like it was too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> so so we, we went into the bathroom nearby and we got a big wad of paper towels. Oh, put in the shoes. And we put the tape paper towels down in the bottom of his shoes and lo and behold he magically grew half an inch and he was good to go. And so we rode the the rock and roller coaster over and over and over and over again. To the point where he's like, Dad, he goes, I, I'm done. My, my feet are starting to hurt. So so, so that was it. But the, but the best part is when he started, when he was in school then, they do the kids writing. And that's where they just, they write things the way they sound. They're not worried about how things are spelled. And he comes home with one. And he had, he had decided to write about getting on the rock and roller coaster. And we had put paper toes in his showels. That's right. how, how he had it written out. It wasn't paper towels in his paper shoes. Paper toes in his showers. Paper toes in his showers. So, so now we, we know dial up. And that's a kid writing that we've kept. You know, there's some that you just can't get rid of. That's one of his <laughs> that we have to keep. That's a, so we now, too much sentimental value. Now we value. know that uh, dial up cheats the system. Yeah. Or maybe he's just, you know, adapting, improvising, yeah. overcoming. That's like, right. Like, you know, Clint Eastwood would right. say. You got to use the resources at your disposal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. That's that's cool. So, so now we know why Dollop was banned from Disney World. So <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. He is now. <laughs> the secret's out. All right, I could ask you about, about a lot more roller coasters because I've been well, I haven't been on that as many as you, but uh, but I I really like I also like the incredible the Hulk roller coaster at Universal Studios. But have you been on that one? I got to ask. Were you on that one? Yeah, I've been on that one. Now that is correct me if yeah, I'm wrong. We get the terminology right. That's an inverted coaster, right? Because your legs are dangling. Uh, no, Hulk is just a sit, is a sit down coaster. Oh, your legs don't dangle on that one. <laughs> wah, wah. Oh man! I, I, oh, I blew that one. All right. Well. Okay, Sorry, but is that what it, is, is that what an inverted coaster is when your feet are dangling down? Yes. Yeah, yeah. When, when you sit and your feet actually dangle, but Hulk doesn't do that. Hulk, yeah. All right. I messed that up. All right. Well, whatever. The bear, the great bear at uh, Hershey's. Uh, yes. Yes. That's the bear. One, that's one. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to Hershey? I have. I've been to Hershey. Hershey's just nothing but roller coasters. Yeah, I love Hershey. Yeah, all right. It's lovely that it smells like chocolate all day, too, so that's awesome. It's the sweetest place on earth. Did you tour the chocolate factory? I did not, and sadly, now you can't anymore. You have to do the fake tour. So I haven't done a fake tour either. Oh, well. Well, You're missing out. you got to go back. It's not the same. Because at the end, they take you through the candy store. <laughs> All that matters is you get that little piece of chocolate at the end, right? That's right, a little free chocolate at the end. Yeah. 
All right. That's right. <laughs> why'd, we have, why'd we have drop thrill on? What, uh, we I don't know. I don't remember. Roller coasters or anyway. <laughs> All right. So drop thrill. Um, take me back to your uh, early times. Like, where'd you grow up? What was that like? So I'm actually a native of Charlotte. Um, can you believe that? There's actually natives here. Huh. Um, if, if you know anything about Charlotte, Charlotte's a very uh, you know transplant heavy city. Uh, so I actually grew up in Charlotte, and um, and of course F3 started in Charlotte in 2011, and um, I avoided it as long as I could, and then I finally <laughs> <laughs> joined F3. Uh, but you know, I'm very happy to have grown up in Charlotte and seen it grow as much as it has. Um, you know, Charlotte's just still growing like weeds and, uh, it's a great place to live. And, um, and then to have F3 have started here, it's just been amazing. Yeah. You guys got a ton of AOs and a ton of people involved down there. Um, not to drop name drop, but, uh, you, you, uh, Frequently find yourself posting with Dark Helmet. Where is Slaughter? He's down there somewhere too. Is he in your AOs? Uh, Slaughter's in Metro, which is Charlotte proper. Okay, as you'd say. Um, and uh, I'll see Slaughter every now and then at lunch and stuff. But we do second off lunches uh, in downtown Charlotte, and I see him. Uh, and I'll post with uh, Dark Helmet as well every now and then. Okay. And uh, you know. I, I try to harass Dark Helmet as much as possible. Is is his hair always perfect? Like <laughs> even like in the always. middle of a beatdown, like like it doesn't. It's like literally like a helmet. It doesn't move. It's like perfect. It, in, in the middle of a rainstorm, he's always adjusting it, so it's always perfect. Interesting. <laughs> well, that's you know to be. Uh, I didn't even say this to him. We had him as a guest on our podcast a while back, and he obviously got his name because his last name Schwartz and Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. But when I first heard his name Dark Helmet, I thought it was because of his hair. Yeah, it's so perfect. I didn't perfect tell hair. him that, but I, I was gonna. Yeah, that we never asked him during that episode. I was. We should ask. We didn't him, talk like, about his hair. What kind of products does he use? I mean, because I mean, some serious holding power. Anyway, yeah, I know. I don't know. Anyway, him and yeah, Donald Trump. They, yeah, if you're listening to this dark helmet, it's we're envious. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Yeah. We're not making fun. We're right. we're jealous. <laughs> All right. So uh, trust me, he, he hears lots lots about it. I'm, I'm sure. sure. Did you uh, did, did you have siblings growing up? I have one older son, older son, sorry, one older <laughs> brother. That would be weird. Uh, I am older. <laughs> and uh, he is still uh, local to the Charlotte area as well. Okay. Did you play sports in high school or anything like that? No, I was pretty much the, the geek that didn't do anything. I worked. When I, when I turned 16, I started working and uh, worked in a seafood restaurant. And, uh, and I was pretty much had a boring, uh, school, school days is that I never, I'm not very coordinated is what I'm trying to say. I'm not, uh, I don't think anybody wanted me on their team. It's easy to say. So then when you got, when you got involved with F3, it was just like, this must be interesting. We have guys that, that joined our region started coming that you wouldn't really kind of predict would really, you know, grab hold of this thing. Uh, never were part of sports teams in the past. Not that you have to be or anything like, but it's really wild and really, really awesome when you know guys like that get involved and and they start getting fit and and things like that. Um, there's other ways you can get that sense of camaraderie and stuff. But if you're involved in sports in high school slash college or whatever, and you get out, you kind of miss that. And F three kind of brings that. So now you're you know you're involved with F three and doing all these crazy workouts. 
Yeah, and I mean, I guess I should say, I mean, in my, probably my 20s and stuff, I used, to, I used to do some weightlifting and things like that. Uh, I used to see Fern at the gym. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, I, I, got, I got really tired of the gym. Uh, and my 30s, you know, I just turned 50 for reference. But in my 30s, I just totally was sad clown to the max. You know, I stopped working out altogether, didn't do anything. I was eating whatever you know, whenever, um, it was not a good situation, but, um, uh, F3, you know, has te- definitely helped me start turning that around. Um, you know, I've got, uh, some other issues that we're going to have to address with medicine and stuff, but Hey, I'm, I'm heading in the right direction. Awesome. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. What's what, uh, what would be the most difficult exercise for you? Is it, uh, running or is it the kind of burpees and that kind of stuff? What are you challenged with the most? All of the above. <laughs> uh, Good answer. <laughs> no, no, I, because I've got some back issues. I do have problems running and stuff and I, I try to keep my workouts pretty low impact myself yeah. uh, personally, but uh, I, I don't like burpees too much and I don't like running, but uh, you know, I, I do what I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of becoming the same boat. I was uh, I was kind of getting into running. I ran the Blue Ridge Relay, which we've talked about before on the podcast last year and stuff. And I was planning on running it this year, but I've, I had back surgery in the past. Now my back's bad again. So, But burpees, uh, surprisingly, I guess shouldn't be too surprised by it. But when you have pro- back problems, burpees are an issue. Um, for me, I could get down, kick my legs out, do the push-up down and up, and then try to bring my legs back up is the issue. They don't Sometimes they don't come back up. i got to crawl my way up on my knees. Um, but anyway, that's why I asked because I knew you said it, it injured your back. Are you? Did you have you had back surgery before? Thankfully, I've never had back surgery. Uh, I discovered yoga and stretching, and um, all that uh, helped me to get it back to where you know I'm not in pain all the time because I was literally in pain all day long. Yeah. Uh, you know, after I, after I got hurt in 2015, and it took all that and a lot of money to finally come to the realization that I'm really tight. I need to stretch, you know, all that sort of thing. Okay, cool. So now you told us in your bio that uh, you started with some other guys. You started the F3 mental battle, right? Yep. So uh, a couple of years ago, we started uh, the mental battle, which is an effort to um, raise awareness about mental health for men. Um, and because suicide is, is just rampant among men, uh, it's something like nine out of 10 suicides are going to be male. Um, the average uh, suicide rate uh, in the military is about 20 uh, veterans commit suicide every day, which still blows my mind. Um, so uh, the guys, uh, Roby and... Uh, Miyagi both started a workout um, 2019, and that was pretty much the video. It was just going to be like an annual workout, uh, just to remember uh, Miyagi's friend that had committed suicide. And I got their permission. I said, "Hey, can you know we keep this going?" So, um, so we got. Uh, I got their permission and uh, got their blessing, and we started the Twitter account. And uh, which is at F3 Battle on Twitter, and the uh, and from there, you know, we just started from there, and it, it started to slowly spread. Uh, 
and then every March we do a big push uh, to encourage each region to do at least one workout about the mental battle, uh, share you know personal stories, um, personal impacts on what mental health is meant to that region, um, all that sort of thing. So it's bringing awareness basically um, to the problem that's really uh, endemic. I think it's endemic, not yeah. pandemic. So, uh, and you're right. Uh, there's a much higher percentage of men that are uh, committing suicide uh, than women. And I just recently learned a little bit more about the men of veterans that are committing suicide. I wonder why. Do you have any insight into why men are doing it so much and veterans? I can only guess. I mean, you know, as, as guys, we tend to keep things in. We don't want to really share our feelings and, you know, you're seen as less of a man if you, you know, share what's wrong with what's, what you're struggling with. You know, you're upset, you're sad, you're mad or whatever. Um, and I think there's, it's just going to be a cultural shift that it's okay to talk about what's wrong there. It's okay to say, you know, I'm not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And is that the message that you want to get out with to, with, through the F3 uh, mental battle? Yeah, so we, we came up with sort of, sort of our own little slogan. It's called uh, No OYO, which OYO means on your own. So we're saying don't do it on your own. Don't do life without, you know, don't, if you're struggling, reach out to somebody. And uh, inversely, if you know somebody else that might be struggling, reach out to them. Yeah. Yeah, we've had other guys on here talk about the mental battle uh, and suicide before, people who had uh, – friends that had committed suicide and uh, things like that. And uh, the Toby talks that came yeah. uh, from that and, and so forth. So right. the awareness is trying to be, you know, I, I, there's more and more people talking about this and, and now with the whole Simone Biles thing in the Olympics and uh, you know, that kind of thing. So it's uh, anxiety, depression and suicide. Um, well, it was, it was interesting too. what, you know, two weeks ago you led the platoon <clears throat> workout. Yeah. With uh, with our packs, and you posed a question at the end. You know, like why why do you come? And uh, it was it was interesting that one or two of the responses were for like the mental health health aspect of it. Right. You know, a lot of guys mentioned you know the different components of you know the fitness, the exercise, the the faith part, the fellowship. But mm -hmm. uh, it was it was interesting to hear that a couple guys responded with mental mental health, and uh, it is it's really important, and it's often forgotten how much uh, the camaraderie and, and what F3 brings can help with that. Yeah, and you never know, right? I mean, it's hard to know. I mean, yeah. drop though, you could speak to this. I mean, how many guys uh, post to your workouts and stuff like that, and how many guys did you maybe found out later, but you didn't know that they were struggling with maybe suicidal thoughts or just serious anxiety, depression? I mean, it's, you just don't can't always tell that, can you? Yeah, I mean, and I'll keep the I'll keep it confidential, so I won't mention names and stuff. But there, there's uh, even leaders within the free nation at the nation level I know that struggle with mental health that have to take medication every day because they've got their own personal battles and stuff. Um, you know, I personally have never had to take medication. However, my mother had to, and my mother had serious mental illness. She had. Uh, we don't know exactly what it was, but it was probably schizophrenia, uh, bipolar, or something like that. Um, and that's, you know, where I became aware of it, you know, on the ground level. Um, and then, you know, it, 
once you know that it's a possibility within your bloodline, so to speak, you you definitely take a, a look at it and say, eh, this may creep up on myself. And, and I've had my own struggles. I've, I've really struggled um, because of my weight. I've struggled mentally. You know, even with an F3, the, those voices get in your head and say, you know what, you should probably just quit F3 because you can't keep up and you're this or you're that, you know. Um, so, you know, F3 is definitely my therapy outside of church. It's, it's definitely my therapy uh, just to, you know, get the negative junk out of my head, get up there and get a sweat going. Yeah, that, that's a great uh, a great point. Um <clears throat> There have been, there's at least two guys in our region, in our packs, that I know of that uh, struggled, maybe three guys, that I know that struggled with uh, mental battles such as that. One guy in particular uh, was, uh, I think he was hospitalized right before we started F3 uh, for suicidal thoughts and that kind of thing. And um, and he and another guy, they both credit with being part, being part of F3 to their ability to cope and handle these uh, mental battles better and i think that as uh you know whoever you are you don't have to be the nantan but anybody out there in these regions when we get together for these beatdowns we got just all you know we we mentioned the credo uh we leave no man behind but we leave no man where we found him uh that doesn't just mean in the in the you know you're going for a run and they're in, they're the six and you're going to pick them up and help them come in and, mo- and encourage them uh, but that means in, in all aspects of life right so even in the mental battle Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I try to encourage people, and it's been it's been encouraging to me that I don't have to bring it up anymore. I don't have to bring it up to COT, the mental battle. Other people are bringing it up now, and uh, it's it's just it's pretty wild to, to see how it has started to spread, um, and to see guys looking out for each other mentally as well. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um... I could tell you, Dial-Up mentioned that when I, the last time I queued, I did, uh, I did ask at the end. I told the guys in the beginning, I said, we're going to, I want everybody as we go through this workout to think about why you come, why you post, why you're part of F3. And at the end, I just opened it up to the packs. I think we had like 12, 12 or 13 guys, something like that, guys there. And I opened it up to everybody and I said, you know, let me know why, you know, tell me. And, and um, I didn't have to pull answers out of people. There was a number of guys that responded and it was very, very encouraging to me to hear their answers. Um, I thought that everyone said really good things about why they're coming. And basically, you know, we, we know what the mission is. It's to invigorate male community leadership. Uh, and it's to make ourselves better every day. But that's, that's the reason we come. We should come because we're making ourselves better because we want to serve those that we're responsible for. And, um, and that was that came out, I think, at the end of our, our beatdown. Yeah, that, that's absolutely. why guys were showing up and stuff like that. So anyway, just a, kudos to my packs because I was really proud of that um, that response from all the guys, all the guys. And they were willing to share, which is awesome. So Because we got to create a culture, right? We have to create a culture where guys are willing to talk. And, and it may take some time to earn trust and that kind of stuff to be able to mention some stuff that you're struggling with. But I think it's a little easier when you're working out really hard together. You know, and you're going through something really hard together. Uh, at the you know that ev- eventually uh, is a vehicle to allow guys to open up a little bit more, don't you think? Yeah, it's that shared suffering that Dread talks about and Q Source and uh, and uh, Free to Lead. Um, and you know, as I mentioned, if if you haven't picked up Free to Lead 
2.0, I, I encourage you to do that. Not just because I'm in there. Uh, it's one of the PAX essays, but it, it's really good to re, re, reread that. Um, if you haven't read, read it, uh, it's all about how, how F3 got started, um, all the, the details and all that stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I read. The, yeah, definitely. I read the first one, then I read the second one, and I reread the first one a bunch. The first one I have so highlighted and everything; it's it's crazy. I studied it pretty good, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's. I've mentioned this before. I've I I led men's groups in our church for years, and um, they're very very good. They're very worthwhile. Everyone, the guys are blessed from going there, uh, but a lot of guys continue to struggle with the same issues year after year after year. Don't seem to make much progress with it, and some guys do, but. Uh, but I found that F3 seems to be a vehicle that guys can make a little bit more progress for whatever reason. You know, they're, they're getting right physically, which is part of what he talks about in the book in QSource. But um, they get right physically. You get your, when you, as your body gets more fit, it, it, it helps you mentally. It reduces your anxiety, reduces your depression, and that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, I went, you know, it's, it's obviously a great thing. It's a cure for the sad, cl- sad clown syndrome, which is what we're describing, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, one thing I will exactly. mention, this is, this is fascinating to me and I was, uh, and I don't know if we're going to handle on it yet, but, uh, when I was coaching, I was coaching soccer for a lot of years and at the end I coached the, uh, high school girls varsity soccer team. So I'm coaching girls and, uh, at, in the preseason we, we had two a days for the for first two weeks or whatever and. And, you know, at the end of practice, I would bring up, we had nine core values and we would talk about one of them and I would use stories and examples. The girls don't really care for the stories. When I was coaching boys, they love the stories, you know, but the, the girls, <laughs> they, they don't really care that much. But anyway, I, I was, I don't remember what we were talking about, but we're all sitting around. I got like 32 players ranging from freshmen to seniors. And I, I don't remember what prompted me to do this, but I said, are you guys do you guys have a lot of anxiety in life in general? And every single girl started talking and saying, yes. Like, I said, what are you anxious about? And I had freshmen telling me that they're like super anxious. They have a hard time sleeping because they're, they're afraid they're not going to go to college and get a degree and they're going to be homeless. And, and these are kids that come from, you know, good families, upper like, middle class families like, yeah. and stuff. This is, <laughs> we're not talking about we're in the ghetto. Can I say that word anymore? Ghetto. I mean, we're not in the ghetto and you know, people are really poor and whatever. And like single home families. I mean, some of them were, but most of them were not. And I was shocked at, uh, how high school kids can have the amount of anxiety and depression that they have. And I don't really know why I, I have some guesses. Uh, one of them is they've grown up knowing nothing but the war on terror, you know, since nine 11. Cause um, when they were, when I was coaching them and they were in high school, that was pretty much what they grew up with. Yeah. Um, but I read the comfort crisis recently and there's some things in there about, uh, about why it might occur, but it's a real thing. I mean, it's a real thing. The amount of, uh, teenage suicide is like crazy high, right? Yeah. Social, social media is social media. Is yes. Huge. I think with the, uh, the young folks today, um, because so often, you know, on social media, everybody paints their life in such a beautiful way, you know, where they travel and all the great things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and life is perfect. You know, they're living like celebrities and rock stars. Uh, but in reality, their life's a mess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some folks see that and they, they don't realize that person's just like them. That, right. Yeah, what, the, what, they, what they're seeing on that person's Instagram account or whatever it is nowadays is not what that person's like. 
you know, behind right. the, behind the pictures. And then yeah. they start thinking like, wow, I'm not, I'm not, well, not only that, but the cyber that bullying, bullying that yeah. occurs and whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I know my daughter, she, I mean, she had a bit of a breakdown one time with, with us and just sharing that, you know, what, exactly what you described with the soccer team, just kind of broke down and just shared the pressure that she felt that she was under, yeah. you know, back in middle school. And it was, it was eye opening for sure. Yeah. Such a far cry from when yeah. I grew up, man, I grew up. So I went to high school in the early eighties. And when I was a <laughs> freshman through senior, my only concern was, am I getting out of practice time to make it to the party? And you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, and if there's a, so, a certain girl like me or not, that was it. I was I didn't care less if I was going to be homeless or not when I got out of high school. <laughs> how far you could drive on five dollars in gas? That's right. <laughs> I count my change in my car. How much can how much gas can I get for this? Anyway, um, so Dropsville, do you have any children? I don't. I don't. Okay. So I've got uh, <laughs> three great nieces and two more on the way. But other than that, no. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. You brought up social media. It's like. Uh, Personally, I just actually dumped Instagram myself because it's like, as, as my pastor calls it, watching people's highlight reels, it looks like everybody's life yeah. is better than yours. And, you know, all the guys have six packs and, you know, why are you a slob and fat? And, you know, and then the other thing is like, I, I noticed like, it used to be Instagram was like, sort of like, you know, you watch, you know, look at a lot of posts and all that stuff. And then it became like ads, 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 more and more ads. I was like, you know what, I'm putting a lot of energy into this and getting not a lot out of it. And so for my own mental health, I decided to dump it. Um, and now I'm down to two social medias and one of them I wouldn't have except for being an F3. So you can guess which one that is, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just like, you know, you, you put a lot of energy, emotional energy into social media and then you really don't get a whole lot out of it. Yeah. And <coughs> excuse me, along those lines, um, I know I see you on Twitter. Um, I, I'm a total mess when it comes to Twitter. I think I'm in, I think I have my account now under my wife's name somehow. I don't even know how that happened. So if you see R Gorky, that's really, that's really defib. But anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, recently, help you figure yeah, that out now. it isn't as simple as AOL. So anyway, um, recently, I think you saw, you must've seen, uh, dread tweets. That's the word, right? Tweets. He, he's a big tweeter. He tweets yes, a lot. He's a tweeter. He likes tweeting. And um, But he had a recent uh, ongoing, I don't know what you would call it, argument with somebody else. Uh, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? I, I saw bits and pieces of it, but yeah. it's always interesting when people try to take on Dredd because he's an attorney. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's in, for me, this is one of the problems I have with Twitter is I could read somebody's response and I don't know how the heck to get to what they're responding to and trying to figure out what the heck they're talking about by taking the second guy's comment. And well, anyway, I, I kind of figured it out a little bit, but he made some comment about uh, people today, if they get dropped into 1860 something or 65, I don't know, whatever, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be able to handle it as well as they did then because they were tougher back then or something like that. And some guy accused him of being a racist and uh, then the battle ensued, the Twitter battle ensued. And uh, anyway, I only bring that up because we talk about social media and the teenage and how it could uh, exacerbate teenage anxiety, depression, suicide. But I don't think adults are immune to that when it comes to social media, which you've just sort of described as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, It's like we're all looking, you know, I, I'm not married, don't have kids, but I would imagine, you know, if you're a young family and you've got a couple of kids and you're looking at, you know, 
your best friend from high school and she's got the picture of the perfect little Johnny and perfect little Susie and everything just seems perfect. You know, there's a lot of pressure there. You just seem, it, it seems like, you know, and then, uh, and then, then an ad pops up and says, you need to go to Walmart. Or, <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's just a constant pressure. It seems like on people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I only use the, the dread example because that's what we're talking about. So I apologize, dread. No, he president doesn't care. Uh, and we don't have to worry about dread getting anxiety or depression over Twitter because I think his self-esteem is pretty good. But, dread, dread is, I found your Instagram or your uh, <laughs> Twitter account and there you are somehow merged with Robin Gorky and he's yeah. probably, he's probably totally confused with <laughs> who this Robin Gorky person is. Yeah. My name is not Robin, but he's I'm like, under, who's, this, yeah. who's, oh, he's this classic guy that him and his wife have a shared account. <laughs> <laughs> it is totally untrue. I just, I don't know how it happened. I had my own uh, Twitter account. It, I don't know where it went, how it went away, but somehow it went away. We'll figure it out for I, you. My I friend. think the woke people took it away from me, <laughs> but um, I tried to redo it. And when I redo it, I redid it. I was done. And I, I got done like accepting all the people I wanted to sort of accept as my tweeter, fellow tweeters or whatever, and following them. And, and then, um, and then I, I looked, I'm like under Robin Gorky. I don't even know how it happened. Uh, anyway. But hey, so, I'm okay with that. So, so, so back to drop, <laughs> drop. Tell. So, hey, I'm just curious. So like, as you've, as you've, uh, how long has mental battle been going on? How, how many years has it been? Uh, we, we officially launched in 2019, I believe. 2019. So uh, I guess, um, as, yeah. as you've been doing that now for like three plus years, um, like what have, what are some maybe your success stories or like what have you what have you found as far as ways maybe or things that uh, different regions or, or or individual packs have done uh, to to kind of promote uh, you know mental battle and what you guys are trying to do with that what are what are some of the success stories or what are the what are some of the things that they've done that um, seem to have been really effective within their within their regions like what what can we replicate and encourage other regions and packs across the country to do good question yeah good question so um eastern north carolina which is called cape fear um they uh unfortunately lost a pack named toby uh several years ago to suicide and they started uh what they called toby talks and um so they get together and talk about like how is your mental health today? You know what is your? They they I think they have sort of like a uh, a list of questions and uh, and then to discuss you know what's going on with you today? Why are you struggling? You know um, you know what's you know what's got you down today? Or, or you know what is going on with you? Uh, but I, I think that's one of the the, the coolest things I've heard. Um, and different regions have had sort of that version of that sort of thing. Um, I've heard some of them work it into their CFT, um, but it, you know, it, it's, it's sad. The challenge is we're still losing guys to suicide. I keep, I mean, I've heard of multiple guys just this year that have committed suicide within a free nation, you know, mm. and, um, un, until there's none, um, you know, I'm not stopping. So, yeah, that's awesome. I we had I think it was ten count, right? Yeah, uh, started Toby talks. Mm-hmm. We hadn't we actually had him on. It was an episode. I don't know how many episodes back, but um, yeah, hadn't talked about Toby talks, and it's uh, hopefully uh, there are more more regions can start doing that and they call them Toby talks, you know, and uh, and do that. I think we need to just have our antenna up, um, and and just even if you don't 
you know, even if you're like me and you're kind of clueless as to whether their guy's really struggling or not, just ask guys, you know, we need to, we need to, especially guys that you see for a while and then they disappear for a while or something like that. We need, you don't have to be one of the leaders to do it. Uh, anybody can do it and, and just, uh, you know, start thinking about other guys and cause that's, that's the real deal here, right? We, uh, the, the first F is fitness and that's what draws us all in. We want to try to work out and it's free and it's hard and, and uh, we need it. And the second F, the fellowship is where we start making those relationships and that's what keeps us coming back. But the third F is where we start serving others and we start doing that kind of stuff. And I think that's, you know, that's the goal, right? We need to, we need to make sure we're, we're um, just staying in touch and in tune with the other guys and identify guys out there that, uh, that you might think uh, need just a text or a call or whatever. How you doing? I try to catch up with Spielberg exactly, once in a exactly. while because I'm always worried about him. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Spielberg. Now, you know something. Something you said there makes me. I guess I just think think a little bit about guys, and we talked about this a few. It'll be a few episodes back before this one. You know, turn when and we've talked about it a couple times. I guess tur- turning points. Yes, in your life, and I think in in one in in one of our previous podcasts, we'll we'll have talked about. Um, forks in the road and that that time that it's it's really a a time of courage or or bravery to to post for the first time right um Mm -hmm. for an f3 workout yeah Um, or we've talked about the courage that it takes for an addict to take that step and say i'm gonna get my life in order um and you wonder like some guys do they do they come to f3 and and they're there they're in they're those guys that are coming quite often and they're getting really, really close and they're starting to feel vulnerable, but, but comfortable that they're almost ready to spill the beans, right. And share with us mm-hmm. these struggles. And then instead of taking that step of courage, they retreat because they don't, they don't want to be vulnerable. Right. Right. And they don't want to share it. Are, are those the guys we really need to, to be thinking about? And reaching out to. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely, it's, it's an issue with the guys that are still coming. I'm sure, obviously, you know, we, we've seen it and we've heard the stories, but I think we really need to be driven that we're not missing the guys that came and we're, we're on the, on the doorstep and stepped away because they were feeling, feeling vulnerable and we need to reach out to them. So yeah. that it's kind of what's going through my head right now that something we need to yeah, do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Create that safe space. I know it probably sounds like Oprah bomb, but uh, you know, guys have to feel that you know they can share share their heart, and it's not going to go any farther than that circle. Yeah, and I think we do that by being by being vulnerable vulnerable ourselves, right? Um, for the for the guys who are willing to be vulnerable, to you know, every once in a while. Uh, step up and you know, just in the COT, say, hey, listen, guys, I've struggled with fill in the blank in my life. And, uh, and you know, this is how, you know, I'm just so thankful that I got through it and whatever and this and that. And then that will help other guys maybe be willing to be vulnerable when they see the leaders or other people who have gone through it and are willing to share and want to reach out and help. That's one way to give back, right? Yep. So drop throw, you mentioned, uh, your church. So what, what's your faith and how does that impact you? 
So uh, I'm part of a non-denominational uh, Christian church, uh, Transformation Church. Um, our pastor, he and his wife uh, started it uh, 12 years ago. It's called Transformation Church. Um, and uh, he was a uh, player with the Carolina Panthers, uh, Derwin Gray, uh, which he's an author as well. But um, it's a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church um, just south of Charlotte in South Carolina. And... Uh, you know, it's just been amazing part. Uh, I grew up in church and been church pretty much all my life, but to be in a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church has been really eye-opening and amazing uh, just to get other people's perspective and see that we're all not really that different from each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a little slice of heaven, so to speak, because it's going to be every nation, tribe, and tongue, right? Yeah. And uh, that's, so that's really cool. That we is, don't, we're saying. pretty homogeneous. Is that the right word up here? We're all, we're all the same kind of skin color and uh, ethnicity for the most part. Yeah. Diversity is definitely increasing Yeah, in yep. this area, but yeah, we're, we're far from uh, being the United Nations. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. Um, I think that, so how did your faith help you through or continues to help you through your mental battles? That's a good question. Um, I mean, so, so for me, the way my day pretty much, it starts uh, if I post uh, F3 starts the day and then after that I come home I usually listen to uh, watch uh, preaching and or teaching uh, and or sometimes I listen on podcasts and all that sort of thing uh, but I'm, I'm not one of those people that is a big reader but I, I try to absorb as much as I can like watching or listening uh, to the word uh, so that helps me like uh, one of my favorite books is uh, Joyce Meyer is Battlefield of the Mind, mm-hmm. uh, which is all about mental health uh, from a faith perspective. But uh, just, you know, anytime my thoughts are straying into the negative, I try to, you know, bring them back into the under submission as the Bible talks about. <laughs> uh, but just bring them back into the positive, uh, cast down those negative thoughts, all that sort of thing. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, you know, frankly, I think as a Christian myself and a follower of Jesus Christ, I don't know how people get through this life without knowing the Savior because, uh, A, uh, we understand that we are made in the image of God and therefore we have inestimable value in the eyes of God, and that's what really matters, right? God loves us. And Billy Graham, right. every crusade, God loves you, and he, that's that's the message. God loves you. But just like our credo is, you know, we love you at F3, but we want to leave you where you are because I think Dredd says it's a strange kind of love that leaves a man where he is when he's struggling. So um, that's the same thing with the gospel. We, you know, we found, basically we were beggars who found bread. We need to try to show other beggars where to get bread, right? We we found the Savior, and uh, and, and and for me, uh, knowing that God loved me enough to die for me and, and, and offer me his grace um, as awful a sinner as I am, uh, means that he unconditionally loves me. And, and that is the message uh, that I think people need to really take to heart. But you can't do that unless you really come to a, a real faith. Uh, so so I'm, other people do get through life somehow uh, without knowing that. I think it would be a real struggle, especially if you're having serious mental battles, if you don't, if you don't have that. Yeah, I, I'm definitely with you there. I, I don't know how people make it through life without having some hope or some faith that something 
greater than yourself is out there. You know, I, I just don't know how people look at the, the universe and think it's just static and it's just, you know, it just happened and all by, by accident. The more, I, the more I watch documentaries about the, the universe and the planets and everything, I, I just see too much order, not chaos, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I just have to believe that, you know, that there is a God out there that there's ordering, ordering it all. And it's not chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're trying to develop virtuous leaders. You can't be a virtuous leader unless there are virtues and you can't have virtues unless God gave them to us. Right. Yeah. Have you, have you ever seen Louis Giglio's uh, presentation that he does where he, oh, yeah. he, he takes the earth and he goes out into the universe, but then he comes to, to us and he also ultimately gets to, well, I won't say it to spoil it for anybody, but he ultimately gets to the, essentially the, the glue that holds us together and what the shape of it is. It's yeah. really, really, really cool. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, I guess you could uh, YouTube it. Sorry, I'm giving a what is it, Louis, Louis Giglio, Louis Giglio, and Giglio something, yeah. something, whatever. Yeah, I was also going to ask uh, for for me. You mentioned you don't like to you don't like to read, and I know I, I'm I'm the same way. And uh, it's it's no excuse for reading the Bible, but you know, music really speaks to me, and and the message that can come through with um, today's Christian artist. And and man, there's one really good song out there that always hits me, and, and it's it's on the topic that we're talking about here. It's it's by Matthew West. Truth be told, I don't know whether you've ever heard it or not. Maybe we can put a link to that Spielberg out on our uh, our podcast website. <laughs> we, we keep giving him assignments each week of links, but man, it's it's it's. it's can you a, sing it for us? N- no, I, well, I could sing it poorly for us, <laughs> uh, but but you know, it, it basically comes down to to the fact that we all. The chorus kind of goes, you know, you say, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. But I'm not. Um, and it kind of led up to that of uh, basically b- before you get to the chorus of how messed up we all are yeah. you know, as men and we won't and we won't share it. Um, but ultimately, at the end, the, the, the chorus says, you know, but the truth be told. And then it gets into the fact that, you know, we're, we're broken. Um, yeah. And uh, we all we all have those struggles and, and demons in some way, shape, or form. Some obviously manifest themselves into being a more su- form of depression, anxiety. Um, you know, some some not so severe. But but when it comes down to us, we've all got those inner demons and struggles that we have. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, absolutely, Amen, brother. All right. Well, drop thrill. Um, I got two more questions for you. I think. Although I always seem to come up with another one after I say that. Um, first question is getting back to roller coasters. Uh, what's next? Do you have like you have some targeting some coaster you haven't been on before? What's what's your dream coaster here? Well, the target right now is to lose some weight. I've, I've had some uh, physical issues and stuff with losing weight. Uh, so my doctor has actually prescribed me uh, a new medication. Hopefully that will help me start to lose weight again because uh, there, there's a there's a couple of manufacturers out there that I can't fit on their coasters because they're they're too restrictive. Uh, so that's that's the ultimate goal right now is to start fitting on some tighter coasters. Um, I actually just celebrated my 50th birthday this year, so I went to Magic Kingdom uh, at Walt Disney World for their 50th. So that was pretty special. So I spent a week in Orlando. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm just always hunting for new coasters and hopefully maybe next year I can hit the 400 point, uh, ride my 400th coaster. But, uh, if not next year, maybe the next year. Well, there you go. So you got a goal, man. You got, you got something to work towards. For sure. Yeah. Well, just remember that, uh, Jesus loves you and so does DFib and dial up. Yeah. If you're ever back at, (laughs) if you're ever back at Knobles. 
Yeah, look us up. Look we'll, us up. Co- we'll come ride yeah. the coaster with you, man. Yeah, I need to get back there. Yeah, I won't go sure. on the teacups, but I'll go on the coaster with you. Hopefully you rode the train while you were here, too. <laughs> the train. <laughs> Isn't that for kids, the little tiny seats? The stuff? train's awesome, though. It goes out to the woods, and the deer are like, feeding oh, the Oh, I've been on it. I've been the on deer it. are feeding the corn. The deer are eating the corn yep. out in the woods. You've been on the train. I've been on the train. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I've is been it, to that place a lot in the past, but I haven't been there in years because my kids are growing up now. The bumper cars are pretty stout, but yeah, they got old-fashioned bumper cars. Anyway, we're back to rambling. Uh, yeah, is are. it is it time for your final question, or do you think of so. something else? I haven't. Have you? No. Okay. All right, Drop Thrill. This is your chance to speak to the men of America. No pressure. What is your message for the men of America? So my message is uh, what we say is no OEO, no OEO. So uh, the mental battle is all about um, if you're struggling, reach out. If you know somebody that's struggling, reach out to them. Uh, we can't live this life on our own. So no on your own. So uh, the, the, the society seems like it's isolating us more and more. Uh, talking about social media and all that sort of thing. Uh, we want to just stay within our own little uh, silo, so to speak. Um, but whether it be F3 or church or another faith or something, reach out and get out in your community. Uh, you'll find that a lot of people are probably struggling just like you, and you might be an encouragement to them. Um, try to focus on the positives, focus on others as well. Um, and you might just find that it will heal your, heal yourself. Yeah. Great message. Yeah. Don't, don't go. Oh, baby. Don't owe yo. Don't, don't go on your own. Don't be a lone ranger. That, that message has come through on most of our podcasts. Uh, cause guys tend to do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate all the effort you're putting into the F3 mental battle. And, um, if there's anything else we could do as, as the high impact man podcast to, to spread that word, let us know. Um, because we're here to help. F3 Mental Battles in March, right? So, yeah, right. Our big, big effort big every month. year is in March. Yeah, but for those listeners out there, don't wait till March to try and do a better job at uh, exactly. taking care of your packs. And uh, even if they're not in F3 and your friends, your family, you that's know, right. reach out, take care of them. Span your concentrica. That's right. You got that's it. That's right. All right, brother. Thanks for being on. We love you, man. Stay with it. Keep up the great work, man. And listen, do me right, one more favor. Me you got to do me a favor, okay? Uh-huh. All right, you got to do this. Okay. All right, you got to do it before this airs because then he'll know it's coming. Uh-oh. I, want I, you, know, I know what you're going to say. I want say. you to go mess up Dark Helmet's hair it. one time, okay? <laughs> Sneak up behind him. Mess it up. Say that's from right? D-Fib. Yeah. Say, hey, this is compliments of D-Fib. <laughs> and sh- tell them dial-up said he wasn't uh, supposed yeah. to do it, but you still did it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Be brave. I, I, I want think you he's to got an energy. He's got an energy field around his his head, though. You can't get. Well, get he has the Schwartz, but do not be afraid. <laughs> it's a force. A force field. Uh, all right, buddy. Good seeing you. Good talking to you. All right. Thanks, guys. God bless. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.